Today's Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. There are about 1.4 billion cars in the world. And at first glance, it seems like a pretty healthy chunk of them belong to Jay Leno. But how does someone go about collecting classic cars? Who do you call? How much should you pay? Is it a good investment? Well, I went to Jay's garage in Burbank, California to find out how to collect cars. So Jay. This is the garage. <laughs> incredible you've got you bought a few cars in your time yeah I, I i just never sell anything so talk me through your process i mean everyone i know just goes on bring a trailer and look drools over cars yeah is that what you're doing too or well it is the more money than brains club but okay. when, you, when you buy a car <laughs> it's a rational process okay. made irrationally you need a car but you really don't need that and then you get into the the art of it and why why you like it. You know, a lot of people say it's a terrible investment in classic cars. I heard uh, oh, from Jack Chank O'Leary, you know, Mr. Wonderful talking about, oh, he collects wine. I, that seems ridiculous to me, wine. Yeah. But cars, it's kinetic artwork, uh, like the Lamborghini Mura. These are now worth minimum million dollars. I got it in the early 80s. Dean Martin bought it new. Okay. His son cracked the... Uh, the crankcase, it was rough. And back in those days, when you had an Italian car like this, you had to know someone in Italy who spoke Italian. You couldn't just call the factory and order parts. See, it costs just as much to restore and repair a valuable car as it does a worthless car. Yeah. So you might as well start with something valuable. So there are a lot of cars that were ahead of their time, in their time. They were just a little too expensive or for some reason they didn't sell. When you go to look at a car, are you one of these guys who are bringing magnets, you know, to feel underneath the Well, here's the, the thing. The stuff I'm looking for, there aren't any. So if you find even the pieces of one, it doesn't matter what condition it's in, just buy it. Yeah. Because you're not, you're not gonna find another one. Are you scared to drive this now? Because no. it's worth so much. No, I, I mean, I, I, I drive it like a regular car. I mean, I, I drive it carefully. I, I don't park it down. You don't give it to a valet. Yeah. You don't park <laughs> it in downtown it. LA. How closely do you pay attention to mileage or to factory I, I never, original? I never, I never look at mileage. Okay. You know, I meet guys all the time that uh, I've got a Ferrari Enzo. I've had it uh, 15 years. It's got nine miles on it. Well, oh boy. that's in worse shape than a car that's being driven regularly. So 
uh, something that has normal mileage. These are mechanical things. They, you know, oil is blood and they need to circulate and needs to keep the car running. So high mileage doesn't interest me. Without divulging all of your secrets, how did you no find secret. it? You know, whatever kind of car you're interested in, there's a club of that car. And you go on the website and there's always an elderly person who'd been in the club for 15 or 20 years. Uh -huh. They can't drive anymore. They'd like to sell their car. You might pay a little more, but you get a car that's been maintained. Yes. And, and, and exercised properly and, you know, that type of thing. How are you on space? Well, there's 140,000 square feet here. That should be enough. Okay. You can wedge a few more in. Yeah. Plus the motorcycles. Okay, tell me about the art of the deal. Are you a low ball offer kind of guy? No, no. Okay, I, I, tell I me, walk me through do this. That. The people I buy car, cars from are more concerned that the car is maintained, mm. that it's not flipped. If the car is what they say it is, I usually pay the price. Really? You yeah, don't try I, to I negotiate? Don't, no, because I'm not trying to get, you know, oh. I'll say, look, I'll pay your price. Just tell me what's wrong with it. Okay. okay. Okay, this needs to be in this. Okay, and then I make a judgment whether I want it or not. And all of this making money from cars is fairly new. The real trick is if you buy something you like and it goes up in value, great. If it goes down in value, you weren't going to sell it anyway. You know, it's cheaper than hookers and cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, your wife always knows when you come home reeking of transmission yes, fluid. She knows where you've been. No, exactly. Yes, exactly. I get it. Hi, this is Jay Leno, and you're listening to my favorite, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us and... If you've missed any of our past 600 and I think I said 20 something last month, last week, but it's 676, 77. This should be 677 shows over a 14 year period. Don't forget to check out nostalgicgreenwindcars.com. That's where you can tune into all those shows, those great shows from way back when. Good evening, man. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, sir. We survived the storm last week. We're all good. We survived the storm. Right yeah. in the storm. We actually had to play that. Of course, we, I was in my bunker in an undisclosed part of the world here in Florida where it was nice and safe. But anyway, having said that, uh, I hear there's another hurricane on its way over here. And it's supposed to be around Nassau by the end of the week. So I'm not sure what her name is or his name is or whose name it is. But, uh, you know, they say September is um, probably the... In terms of hurricane season, which I believe starts in June, goes through November sometime, September, strangely enough, seems to be when a lot of them zero in on Florida. Well, you know what the, you know what the good thing to do is during hurricane season? What? Watching NASCAR and drinking beer. That's. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's it. That's it. I like that. Good thinking. Yep. 
Yep. Anyway, well, anyway, so uh, we got a, uh, a big shout out to our friends over there, flacarshows.com. If you want to find out where all the car shows are and what's going on in Florida, definitely check that out. This past weekend was the um, beginning of swap meet season because uh, Dumpster County, I mean, Swampter County uh, swap meet took place this past Sunday. It's always the first Sunday of, I think it's the first Sunday of every month. So we strolled over there, me and my buddy Hank, and. Um, it's not too often that I actually find what I'm looking for. I really wasn't looking for any car parts because i got plenty of crap I need to get rid of, so be sure and go to my Facebook page because I've got pages and pages of car parts and stuff I need to get rid of. But nonetheless, I was looking for a few little tools, and one in particular was an old vintage-style slide bevel. And the only reason I needed that is because I do a little carpentry on the side, and sometimes it's easier to use a slide bevel to, 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 to come up with angles if you're going to cut something and then it's like for scribing and, and it's, it's got other uses but that's kind of specifically what I wanted <coughs> and I misplaced mine now back in the day we had a lumber store here in town this is Clearwater I'm talking about and uh, it was called Scotty's and everybody went to Scotty's it was right down here not even a mile from us on Murder, Myrtle Avenue and um, used to I was uh, we had an account there and I still have a lot of the tools including my levels my nice Stanley wooden Stanley levels uh, and then there's another name brand another one that I had and um, from them but I lost my little um, slide bill anyway so I was on the quest to find one been looking for it for, for, for months actually and um, I mean I can get by without it but it's just nice to have you know it's nice to have certain tools anyway so while I was looking for that I met some guy had um, what did he have oh a couple little die cast cars there that I didn't really need but you know uh, they were a dollar piece and if you worked the guy and you were nice to him you might have got two for a dollar so I picked up one for myself and one for my friend and one was a 69 Shelby convertible and the other one was a uh, um, the new rendition of the 2000 something or other Cobra and uh, I gave that to my friend Alan who's probably listening right now and because um, he has a, a story that goes along with the car so it was fitting for him and then I went and uh, the guy was selling some tools. There's a lot of tools, a lot of car parts and stuff like that. But I don't need any car parts. If anything, in fact, if anything, I need to get rid of stuff. But uh, there was a guy there that had uh, some tools. One in particular was a little Bosch handheld, uh, like a hacksaw, um, battery-powered hacksaw thingy. And um, I kind of needed one of those. And because it was a Bosch and because I had other Bosches of that same vintage, so it's probably, you know, eight or nine years old, ten years old, maybe something like that, and it had the old-style battery. But it came with two batteries and a charger, and it was going to work fine. And they're hundred and some odd dollars. So for thirty bucks, I was a bar, a buy. I tried to work them. You know, hey, you know, it's my, you know, I'm a car guy, so you know, and junkyard guy, and we're used to negotiating, as they say, making an offer. And um, anyway, so then that was one thing I picked up. So then I'm still diddy bopping around, and I found another guy that was selling a bunch of construction stuff. He was getting out of the business because, like everybody else around here, nobody wants to work. So he um, decided to close shop. Well, he had some tools there, but nothing in particular that I needed because I had a lot of But he did have a, a little two-foot plank there, uh, you know, one of those little aluminum planks fold out, you know. So I asked him, I said, hey, um, are you interested in selling that? And he goes, well, yeah. I said, what do you want for it? He says, make me an offer. That's the last thing you want to say to me, make me an offer. Because, like, I'm really hard to... I'm thrifty. I'm not cheap. I'm just thrifty. You got to make him an offer you can't refuse. Well, no, I didn't have a horse head with me. All right, but, then. But I, I did offer him a little bit of... I offered him a fin, if you know what a fin is. Okay, so... <laughs> and he says... 
he just looked at me, and I pulled the fin out, handed it to him, and he says, okay, and uh, on my way I went. Then I was diddy-bopping there. Now I carry all the stuff around, a bag of, you know, stuff, and, and, and now a plank. And then I was still wandering around. Of course, you know, you're always bumping your buddies who are standing there talking, yakking, blah, 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 blah. And then I was looking at some other cool stuff there, you know. But, again, nothing I needed. I got plenty of it, you know. If anything, I had to get rid of stuff, you know. There was a guy there was selling some wheels that I could have used, um, American Racing wheels, torque thrust, um, and they were like four, 15 by 4 inches, 4 and a half inches. But my other bud, John, was there, and he was on them. Well, he's got deeper pockets than I do, and I'm sure he wanted off. He wound up with them. But nonetheless, then I was diddy bopping there, and I found uh, uh, towards the end of the swap meet. That's what it always is, you know. It's always you know, when you're looking for something, it's always on the bottom of the pile, as they say. You know, if you drop that screw, you drop that ball bearing, it's way in the corner. You got to move all the furniture to find it. But anyway, so this guy had a slide bevel. And, uh, but it wasn't uh, the wooden one. It was the plastic one, a little bit newer model one. But it was still, it was in decent shape. I figured, and that little coated with some crap on it, you know, some surface rust. And no big deal. It'd come off with a, some, you know, on a buffing wheel or whatever. Anyway, and then while I was talking to the guy, he goes, oh. And I was telling him what I was really looking for. So he walks over one table, one table, picks it up. Now, the one that I bought was a dollar. I go, what do you want for this? He goes, I don't know. What do you give me for? And I said, a buck. And he goes, sure. So then the guy goes, and I was telling him what I was feeling. And his buddy walks over, picks it up. He goes, is this what you want? I said, yeah. He says, well, I want five bucks for it. And I go, five bucks? Damn. You know, I wish I had seen that first because, you know, five. I already paid one, six. So I got six, but I got two. But, eh, you know, that's how my little feeble little mind works. And, but it was something I needed. So I can always justify it if it's, you know, something that I can use. And um, so I was happy. I actually got what I was looking for and then some. So that's what I call a successful swap meet. Now, if you're looking for intakes and carburetors and all kinds of stuff like that, uh, you know, run-of-the-mill stuff, there's plenty of that. The rare stuff is just not showing up at swap meets anymore like it used to. And um, But there was a lot of guys getting rid of a lot of stuff. You know, but they're older guys, you know, and if you look at the demographics of the people stumbling around the swap meet, they were my age and older, a few young guys. And there's a lot of guys that aren't walking around that swap meet anymore. They're walking around the swap meet in the sky. But so be thankful that I was there and got what I need. But, you know, so basically kind of like what Jay said, if you buy something, buy what you really like, what you want, what you need, because if poo-poo hits the fan, you always have something you can use, something you like, and something that, you know, you want to keep for a while. And then, and and that's my take on that. All right, hey, why don't you go ahead and fire up uh, the stereo. Uh, 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 actually, before I do that, you've had somebody waiting on hold for you for the last little while. We don't, this is not a call-in show. All right. Who is it? It's your buddy, Charlie. No. No? No. No, we're not talking to anybody. I'm not, I don't have any image for that. So anyway, right. so let's go to a commercial break, and then we'll come right back. Thank you. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We'll touch that dial. We'll be right back.
we're back and you tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and that's a little Almond Brothers. I think that's called One Way Up. That's kind of popular back in the day. I remember hot riding around town listening to that. In the car that I still own back in high school days. Anyway, so uh, here, what's going on here as far as shows real quick? And then we're going to get to our special guest for the evening. But we got the Audrain Collection, the Audrain Collector Car Week coming up. Um, that's up in Rhode Island. That's kind of interesting. It's kind of new. It's been out for a couple of years. And it's poised to be the Pebble Beach of the East Coast. Um, it's a private group of people that got together, including Jay Leno. And uh, it's uh, Pebble Beach is like prime, prime, prime property, prime location, prime from the historic standpoint. You know, the, the vintage races that used to be out there. And it's just, uh, it's, it is the event in the United States. Amelia Island was, but Haggerty got in there, and they're corporatizing it, and they're going, they're changing things. So it's not what it used to be when Bill Warner had it. And when Bill had it, he basically turned it into one of the finest automobile concourse in the country because of the selection of the cars, the connections of the people, the the the, the cast of characters, if you will, uh, the celebrities, the racing legends, people that would show up there. I mean, Amelia Island was definitely, without any question, the place to be. Well, the Audrain Collection, or the Audrain uh, Concourse, Collector Car Week, as they say, which is like four days, it's the 28th um, of this month through uh, the 1st of October is on its way to fulfilling that um, that goal. Okay, we got the Barber Motorsports Museum, uh, our Motor- Barber Motorsports Festival, which is motorcycle guys and classics and vintage bikes and swap meet and racing, plus the outstanding museum. We're gonna have a representative on there. A friend of mine, Nick, that works with them, is gonna be on, and that is uh, October sixth through the eighth. You've got the Chattanooga Motor Festival, Motor Car Festival coming up. That's also in October, the thirteenth through the fifteenth. You got the Moonshine Festival in Dawsonville, Georgia. That's uh, also in October. 27th through the 29th, and then uh, SEMA, which is the first week in November. And then you've got the uh, Mississippi Cruising the Coast, and that's in uh, October 4th through the 7th, and you've also got the Vicari, Vicari, uh, 26th Annual Biloxi, Biloxi Mississippi Collector Car Auction. That's coming up. So, Anyway, these uh, are events that we'll be interviewing people from. And we'll be talking to these people that are involved in it and getting some more information on it. So that should be real interesting. So for the next couple of months, it's going to be really, really, really exciting as far as a lot of car events. Now, these are major events, okay? Now, granted, there's plenty of local car shows. And if you go to flacarshows.com, you can find out where all those shows are and where they're taking place here, just in our little old state of Florida. But these are major events outside of the state, and a lot of those are very fun, particularly if you like to travel and you want to take your family with you a little bit. On that note... I think Matt is going to play a little Jay Giles. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Okay. This is another song that was popular back when I was in high school. Jay Giles, and you, you got to give it to me. You're tuning into Nostalgia Radio Cars. Don't touch that doll. We'll be right back.
television and you're listening to nostalgic radio and cars okay we're back and you tune into nostalgic radio and cars it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening you heard me talk a little bit earlier about the uh, cruise in the coasts in mississippi and the uh, upcoming 26th annual Biloxi collector car auction the fakery car auction i might add i'm delighted to welcome the show this evening the founder and ceo and president and the guy behind uh, this great event, uh, Peter Vicari. Peter, how are you doing this evening? I'm great, Robert. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Well, let's start out with, uh, you know, I always have to ask this question because everybody asks this question. So what was your first car? I mean, you know, we'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> my, my first car at 14, I bought a 1944 for 20 bucks. And, and my two older sisters, uh, they're their brother, who was my brother-in-law, they were their boyfriends at the time, helped me put it together and got it on the road. What did you have in it for a motor? Did you use the old flathead or did you put a small block Ford or something in it? We had a, a 283 Chevy. Oh, with automatic power glider. Oh, 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 that hurts. I'm a Ford guy. He did that. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. No, nah, that's Chevy. okay. Well, wait a minute. Now, I hear you're a big Corvette collector. Yeah, I, I have uh, three consecutive uh, VIN number 63 Corvettes, uh, pre-production prototype cars. Pre-production um, prototype. Tell us a little bit about that. I, I, I kind of elaborate on that a little bit. Well, the, the you know, you remember now, the 63 is a different body style. It's right. the same race other than 62. So when they were building those cars, it was all hand-laid fiberglass. Uh, it, the whole car is put together by hand, not in a production setting where they just, you know, spitting out parts and put them on. So the car really looks crude looking when you get close to it. But, um, you know, like all the aluminum is sandcast, all the emblems are sandcast, nothing is in a die. So um, it, it's very rare. There's only number matching cars. There's only four left in the world. How did you- I through how did you uh, go about acquiring? Did, did that become a quest for you to find these cars? Yeah, I had a '63 fuel injected car and a split window, and the gentleman that does the, the rebuilds the fuel unit had number 16, and it's all down. So when I was at his shop and we made a deal and I bought number 16, he, you know, I was the benefactor of his 20-something years 
of searching. He gave me all the information. So I took it and ran with it, and I was able to find 15 and then 17. Uh, I know where 18 is, but it's it's not original. It's all been, it actually came out of a junkyard. But uh, And then number three was just sold in January, um, and it went to a friend of mine in North Louisiana. Interesting. So, you know, so they're are, very different. Are, th- are these split windows or are these roadsters? They're all red convertibles. All red. All right, so how many pre-production red convertibles did they build in total? Uh, we think they did about seven or eight red ones. Um, there's uh, my three, and then number three is a red, and number 18 is red. So there's, um, you know, there's, there's five right there, So, but I think there was two more. Okay. But, you know, but a lot of them were crash-tested, you know, to use for... You know, dummy crash testing and all kind of stuff because it's a, a total new body style. Um, the rear end, remember, is, is independent. It's mm-hmm. not a straight axle rear end no more. So they had like 20-something of them built, and they used a lot of them for crashing different type testing. Yeah. Interesting. Um, what about the split windows? Where, where does it, where the, Did they make some pre-production split windows, coupes? They did. Um, there's one in England. Uh, it's uh, been number 21, I think it is. I don't have it in front of me. It's either 21 or 22, or 23. 20, 20 to, 21 to 23. It's a silver one that's still in England. And it was sent there for the London Auto Show in late 62, and the car stayed there the whole time. Interesting. Interesting. All right, so let's talk about uh, Vicari Auction. How did that happen for you? How did that come to fruition? Well, I had two older friends that was the local sponsor with Cruise International mm-hmm. uh, many years ago, and about 30 years ago, uh, and they were the sponsors in New Orleans. And about 30 years ago, they said, look, they were tired. They, you know, they're 20-something years older than me. They said, look, take it, run with it, do whatever you want with it. And I was a couple years with Cruise International, and then... I got a phone call about wanting to start a cruise and a car show on the Biloxi Beach, and been here ever since. Twenty six years. You know? So, are you? So, you're originally from Louisiana, right? Yeah, New Orleans, south of New Orleans, and Biloxi's only six miles, sixty miles away. Oh, okay. I mean, everybody in New Orleans. Hell, probably half of the people in the Biloxi Gulf Ports from New Orleans. <laughs> you know, we all have friends there. All right. So then, the 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 cruise in the the coast is the name of the actual event, correct? Yes, that's and we've been voted four out of five years number one by USA Today. It's the biggest and best. I mean, I tell people all the time about it, and when they finally come, they they tell me, "Oh my God, I, we should have been coming for years," you know, and so that I've been telling people, but, you know, people have other things going on in their life, and when they finally get here, I mean, we just found out today that our um, registration is at the all-time high. We had right at 9,600 and some change cars last year. We are 30 days away from the event, and we're at almost 8,600 right now. So we're going to be over 10,000 cars. You're saying ten thousand 
cars show up, people that are car enthusiasts, 10,000 cars, probably times two to three people per car. So you're talking 30,000, 40,000 people show up for this event, and this all takes place where? In Biloxi? It's, it's 12 cities. It's about 30 miles along the beach, along the, the Highway 90. Yeah. But the numbers you just said, the math, you know, two or three times, well, every five years we do an impact study, and one was done in 21. And we, it's 286,000 people come for this event. Because if they register, you have people registered, you know, like last year with 9600 and some change in registration. Yeah. But you probably have three times that many people that don't register that's cruising around. Because when you register, you get to go cruise in different uh, spots and, and get your card punched for prizes. So a lot of people don't do that. And then you got all the people that are spectators. And they got you know, 30 miles of people parking motorhomes and on the beach, you know, so it's a, it's a massive event. I mean, it's, it's the biggest, I mean, that I've ever seen. And I've been there. Well, now tell us a little bit about this. So you're saying, so state road, state road 90, you said runs along the coastline. So it's basically kind of like, uh, Florida. We have a one, you know, a one, which runs up and down the coastline there a little bit. So basically that's the way this is. So when I'm driving down 90, I can see the Gulf of Mexico, correct? Yes. The Gulf's on one side. And then all, we got a lot of beautiful antebellum homes. (laughs) And we got a lot of, there's probably, I, don't, I didn't count them, there's probably 10 casinos here. So all of them are doing something. There's parties, the, you know, like many years we have beach bars. Uh, last year we had Kiss. Um, there's, there's always some something going on. And, and I am one event within the event. Like we have the carry auction. But, you know, the first year I did it was with, we sold the Imperial Palace collection here. And... So we do the auction. There's burnout contest. There's uh, flame throwing contest. There's um, street racing. They they block off an area where they do road course racing. They got Gulfport drag strip there. I mean, there's all kind of events going on. I mean, you can stay busy for the whole week because it starts on the first. It goes from Sunday to Sunday. Interesting. Now, this late in the game, I got to ask this because I just came back from Monterey a couple weeks ago, and 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 Monterey years ago used to be relatively, I'm going to say, affordable, and it's gotten crazy out there. I mean, they literally gouged the living daylights out of you. You know, it was just crazy. So, when this particular event comes takes place, do they bump the rates on on the rooms, and is it still possible to get rooms, or is it pretty much all sold out? You think? Well. They do go up on the rooms, and and I've always told a lot of the hotel people that, you know, that's not right because the Monday after the event, the hotel rooms, you know, slash in half. Mm-hmm. But they are, and that's at the casino. Um, but a lot of other hotels along the interstate, which is only not even not five miles away from the event, is still the $120 night rate. They don't gouge people, you know. Okay, so when you say the interstate, we're talking I ten. Yeah, I ten is it runs parallel with the coast. Okay, and it's it's only five miles north. Okay, it's five miles. Well, that's not that bad. Yeah. Now, um, Biloxi. But you also go ahead. Not, not to interrupt you, but also 
that's why this 30 mile stretch if anybody has a motorhome i mean you could literally get on top of a motorhome and walk from every roof for 30 miles because everybody brings motorhomes. <laughs> you know yeah. Wow. Well, now, I've driven there from Tampa or Clearwater, basically, to New Orleans. This is really about, I think, 10 hours by car. It's eight hours. It's five hours to Tallahassee, eight hours to Pensacola, and I think you're about two hours from Pensacola, right? Something like that? Yeah, we're about two hours, two and a half hours. Okay. So it's really not that bad of a drive. So we're, and, and how far are you from New Orleans? 60 miles. Okay, so that's another but, hour. But, so, so basically nine, but, ten hours, right? Yeah, yeah, but let me tell you, we have... The, cruising the coast and the auction, we have customers, like for the auction, I sell cars to Australia, uh, uh, send them to Germany, um, but and also, the the cruising the coast, people enter in the cruise, we have people from England, we have people from Canada, and then 43 or 44 states were represented. Um, Puerto Rico comes all the time, I mean, because we have a port here, got a, a city called Gulfport, you literally, the ship comes and drops your car right here, or you can go pick it up in New Orleans, depending on, you know, what ship lines you use. But a lot of people all around the country, just, you know, 40-something states represent, come here with, and a lot of them are big clubs. You know, the whole club will come, you know, make it a club event, you know. So, so basically, I could be anywhere within the 30-mile and then there's always going to be some automotive events going on there is what you're saying, basically. Yeah, because you can't put 9,000 cars in one area. <laughs> no. You know, that, that would just be total chaos. So there's cruising spots all along the coast. And, and I tell people, just go to cruisingthecoast.com, and you'll see the whole schedule where a certain cruise ends are, you know. That way you, can, you don't want to get caught up in all the congestion and traffic, you know. Somebody told me, and I don't know, is, is, so uh, you're actually on the coast. There's a port there. Somebody said there's actually like a, um, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? You know, the, the ships with the big wheel on the back? Um, uh, Paddle wheel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they there's, there's actually one of those. It's kind of like a casino that goes up and down the shoreline or up or the river is close by there or something? Is No, they got rid of all of those because they, they consider that a very dangerous, hazardous thing to have people on board doing that. So now all of them are on land. All the casinos are on land. Oh, okay. So they did at one point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When it first was enacted here, you know, as a law, it was all paddle wheels. Oh, okay. Now let me ask you this. So when this thing started, so this is the, your auction is the 26th. And how long's the uh, cruise in the coast been going on? The same amount of time? No, it's one. It, it, they're twenty-seven, and what happened was when we uh, when we put it together, I had already had a auction scheduled in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, the first year we had like three, four hundred cars in a parking lot. So I told the guys that look, I'm in. You know, we worked together, put it all together. The auction will be the second year. You know, and that's why they're twenty. The cruise is twenty-seven, and I'm twenty-six. I gotcha. Okay, okay. So let's talk a little bit about the auction. What do you got going on there? How many cars and and some of the highlights? Now, there is one car that I saw in there that I've seen float around before that actually has my attention. Now, I'm a diehard Ford guy, but but I love long roofs. you got a 66 Impala station wagon that's a factory 427 four-speed car. That car got my attention. So that's kind of like the one car out of your collection that I'm 
that I really like, and I, that's probably going to bring big bucks, right? Yeah, that's that's a personal friend of mine. We um, we sold his collection many years ago, and he that's the only car he wanted to really keep. And uh, he's now had a stroke, and now he's gonna got to sell it. But uh, that is a really nice number matching original down to every nut and bolt. I mean, the only thing they wasn't able to restore is the third seat, you know, the, the, the one that faces yeah. the opposite. The springs were just so deteriorated, they wasn't able to save that. But that's the only thing that's not done in the car. And you really can't see it until you open it up, you know. So what do you, what do you think the estimates on a car like that would be? You know, I'd like to see that car do 80 to 100. Mm. Um, I mean, it's affordable to people. I mean, you know, like I tell people, we have cars in everybody's price range. I mean, we have 10000 to 300000 you know. So let's talk about you have 59 El Camino. Again, I'm not a Chevrolet guy, but uh, I like I have a Ranchero, so I like Rancheros and El Caminos. And uh, so t- uh, you have a 59 there that's uh, got a nice set of mag wheels on it. Tell us about that one a little bit. Yeah, that, that's a nice car. I, I've just seen it briefly, but I will tell you the one that's really nice is the 60 Impala convertible, the, the black one. Oh, the black one, right. That is That is one beautiful, nice car, I mean. And we got a lot of nice cars here. We have one, the 56 Cadillac. That's a prototype. It's got two headlights, and the 56 don't have two headlights. Right. But, but this one was built, and it was in a museum for years, and I sold it probably 10, 15 years ago. And the, the, the guy that bought it now builds orphanages in different third-world countries. And he's going to sell this in the benefit one of the uh, facilities that he's going to build in the Philippines. Oh, really? He's a, yeah, he's a wealthy guy. He just bought it. And he's going to sell it, you know. And you make the donation. It's actually a donation to a 501 street. Now, it's interesting you mentioned that. Um, are there any charities that you work with? Yeah, Al Copeland Charity is close to my heart. Uh, I don't know if you know who Al Copeland was. The well, wait a minute. The... Go ahead. Did he race boats there for a while? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He won a lot of championships. Um, he was the founder of Popeye's Chicken. Popeye's Chicken, right, which is based out of Louisiana, right? Yes, the, but Popeye's, after, right before he died, um, Al Jr. made a promise. Well, right before he died, he sold, got out of the Popeye's, but kept the recipe, and he just supplied the chicken chain with But when he died... Before he died, Al Jr. made a promise to his dad that he would find a cure for cancer. And, um, you know, we have been friends for many, many years. I mean, going back 30 years, I knew, 35 years, I knew Al Sr. And um, Al Jr. put his head down and went to work, and they found the cure now. And uh, it's unbelievable what he's done. And I really take that charity close to my heart and... Last year we raised, I think it was almost $300,000 for his charity. And, and what he does, that money goes straight into the uh, immunotherapy that LSU has developed. So no money out of that what we raise goes to, like, office staff or anything like that. Al Copeland Jr. pays for that whole staff 
and the money that raised goes straight to the care of the patient. Wow. Know? That's incredible. So, That's great. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, they've done very well. And, and they've actually, you know, not to get involved with politics, but Miss the uh, Dr. Biden, she heard about what his new program, because she's a doctor, and, and she came in. She wanted to see what he did. A lot of people just can't access the care that's needed. So what he did was he developed a hotline. You can call, and there are two or three nurses that are always on duty, and you can explain to them what you have, and they hook you up with the right doctor, and they help you financially and everything. Because, you know, a lot of people that live in rural areas, and they go see their little doctor, and, you know, he might be a part-time veterinarian, and he's a doctor, too. <laughs> you know, you, you got to get to the right specialist, you know, and that's what he has developed. And uh, when Dr. Biden heard about it, she, had, she came in and wanted to see how they did it, because they want to get it started in other parts of the country. Interesting, interesting. So now, is this, so this is a co-op program with LSU? Yes, I would out for the for the immunotherapy is with between LSU uh, Medical Center here in New Orleans. Interesting. That's good. I I, I always think that's uh, you know great when they when you know novels so to speak when they when they really work on something and they're trying to focus on it and you don't have corporate America sticking their nose in your business and you're trying to get something done right. That's that's incredible. That's great. Right. No. They all that red tape's gone. You know. Interesting. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I had to, I got to make this comment. All right, so one of the cars on your show is uh, is a '78 Cadillac Eldorado, and it's kind of a, according to the pictures, if I remember, it was brown, like a two tone tan and brown, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to look to see. Yeah. Anyway, so I had to laugh because by coincidence, nothing. I'm not laughing at your car, but there's this commercial. There's this ad circulating on on the internet right now that shows Orson Welles sitting next to a Cadillac that is exactly that color and it makes a joke about I'm Orson Welles I'm getting bigger I'm going to be getting bigger and I need a car that's really comfortable in fact soon I'll be get so big that I will actually affect the rotation of the earth blah 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 but I had to throw that out there because I saw that commercial and I'm thinking what a great uh, you know, if you had it, if you found that ad and you blew it up, you say, "Look, even Orson Welles likes it." Now they know the joke. It's a joke. It's not real. It's a play. But it, but it's that exact car and that color. When I saw that, I saw the the, the Orson Welles thing this morning. And then when I when I went on your website, and I was looking at the cars. I go, "Oh no, kidding! It's Orson Welles' car." So then I had to Google it again to make sure. And then I and I fact check it, of course, you know, make sure it's real. But it was a joke. But it's kind of funny. So you, you know could, that. Go ahead. I don't remember what it's called, but that color combination with the exterior and interior, they, they were very rare. They didn't make a lot of them. Hmm. The certain, kind, I forgot what it's called. Um, well, it's kind of like the Lincolns. Remember how they had the Diamond Jubilee edition, the Bill Blast edition, right. Cartier, and so on. Right. So that was Cadillac that's had right. their deal. Right, right, right. Right, right. So tell us well, about some the other cars that you got going on. Well, since you're a Ford guy, Yep. Um, what about the 500 KR? Well, yes, 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 the Shelby. Go ahead. Tell us about the Shelby. That is just an unbelievable car. It's been judged, you know, probably 99, 9.0. I mean, it's, it's, you know, the only thing it doesn't have is air conditioning. And, and 
you know, it is a beautiful, beautiful car. I mean, I mean, the whole thing was rotisserie. I mean, it's it's you know, it was owned by Chevy a Shelby collector for thirty eight years, and uh, it's only one of one based on the Elite Marty report. Um, so I mean, it is a very rare one of one type of car. You know, interesting. I also, you have a '69 Mach One going through there. Um, was that what motors in that one? Is that a 428 car? Or is it a Windsor car? I didn't. That's a Windsor car. Windsor car. Okay. Now, what else do you collect besides Corvettes? Uh, you know, my collection at one point it got over 80 cars. Oh wow! Yeah, and I sold most of them to a very good friend of mine. And um, I, now I'm down to like maybe 15 cars, but uh, I have. Uh, uh, a, a, a replica of a 1937 Bugatti okay. that, um, if you were in Monterey, one just sold at uh, a competitor's auction. Um, the gentleman that built this car built three of them. And uh, I forgot what color it was, but one sold in Monterey. I have that. And then I, I actually used that car twice on the great race going cross country. Was it Persang or percent or something like that? It's got a kind of a funny name to it, like a French name. That the it's a, it's an actual, very close replica of a Bugatti, if I remember correctly, right? Right. It's it's called the uh, Atlantis Bugatti. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're really, you know, between a Bugatti and a Delahaye. Yeah. You know, with the big you know, every time I drive it, everybody says, "Man, it looks like a Roger Rabbit car." And <laughs> they love it, you know, because it's so cool looking. You know, but then and then I got I got a lot of uh, old gasser uh, race cars. I have a stone wooden cook uh, Corvette when they got out of the Willis. Oh, really? Uh, Mike Cook when when that whole group uh, broke up. Mike Cook, the driver of the Willis, was very good friends with Steve Corny, who was running the Goldfinger Angular, and. Um, it was sponsored by um, one of the radio companies, and he had a gold thing on the side, and he had music playing when he would race. But anyway, they they rebodied the car. They took the angular body off and put the uh, Corvette body, and then it had Stonewood Cook. And I have that. I've been to the Hot Rod reunions with them, and Mike Cook Jr. was there with it. He remembers the car, and... And, and I got quite a few old gas or type thoughts like that. Yeah. Cool. Well, now you're also a uh, musician because you uh, you were telling me how you used to play guitar too. You got yeah, some vintage uh, electric guitars. Yeah, I probably got probably 25 different type old guitars. Um, uh, I used to play the bass, uh, electric bass, in a band when I was young, and uh, from there, when you know, as like you get older and you had to make a decision, you know, you're going to go in the real world, whether you're going to be a musician or you're going to go to work in your family business or you're going to, you know, have kids. I had to make a decision, and I made the decision to quit playing. And But I always kept my guitars and always played. Um, my cousins and I would always get together and play on holidays and stuff and have just goof off. But uh, I just finished my new house, and I built a music room in there attached to the house. And um, we, we're going to start mounting and putting up all the guitars on display, you know. But um, 
That's cool. That's really cool. Hey, let's jump back into the uh, the Mississippi thing. Okay, so your auction is the fourth through the seventh of October, correct? It's four days. Yeah. So yeah. So on the fourth is memorabilia. We have a gentleman that has a lot of Hollywood memorabilia that we're selling, and it's on our website. Go to Vicari Auctions, and uh, the fourth, the, the first day is all memorabilia, and then. Five, six, seven of October is cars, and all total between memorabilia and cars, we'll probably have about fourteen hundred lots. Fourteen hundred lots? Yeah, we have about six hundred. Wow. Of, uh, you know, six hundred of uh, memorabilia, and and the rest all cars. Well, how many cars are you going to run a day? So, so basically on the 5th, 6th, and 7th, you'll be running cars. How many are you going to do? A memorabilia will be all one day, and then the cars the rest, right? Yeah, well, about 2 to two twenty-five, two fifty, something like okay. that. Because cars are constantly coming in. I mean, this weekend we had like 20-something cars get registered. So every day, they, and it gets bigger and bigger every year. I mean, last year, just in cars were almost 750 cars. Wow. So now, what time does the auction start? Nine o'clock every day. And then what time is it over then? Like around five or so? Five, six, something like that. Okay. The doors open at eight. What does it cost to put a car in the auction, Pete? It depends if you hit, depending on what it is, whether you want a feature spot, uh, it could be a thousand dollars to enter, or a regular spot like three hundred dollars to enter. Okay. And the commissions, the fees? Ten percent. Ten percent. Okay. So the consignment fee is anywhere between three hundred and a thousand, and then ten uh, percent on the on the sellers and the buyers. Yes, sir. Okay, super. I mean, uh, it's normal from other people. All right. So if I was heading up there outside of the auction, so the the best day to show up would be sometime between the fourth and the seventh, right? Yeah, it depends on what you want. I mean, if you if you're a collector, like you know, all these guys that have these man caves, yeah. you know, they they got stuff on the walls, and and we got like I said, the fourth is going to be Hollywood stuff, but uh-huh. if we also have old sign, um, we have you know, sign guitars, and all these you know, we all have that stuff in our, our, in our settings around our man cave. Yep. So, I tell everybody, you need to come for the first day, because you're going to be sorry you're missing <laughs> this stuff, You know? Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right. So is we got a, we got about twenty seconds left. Is there a personal favorite at the auction? You got your eyeballs on. That's coming in this year? Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I like that that uh, station wagon. That's that station. <laughs> that's well, sixty six, yeah. Well now that'd be the ultimate tow vehicle for your gasser. Yeah, and, and I'm I've seen that car. I've ridden in that car. It's huh? absolutely drop dead gorgeous. Huh. Well, okay. Well, Pete, we are up against the clock, so uh, we're going to have to uh, um, roll across the block here, as they say. But why don't you, one more time, for our listeners' sakes, give out all the information on Vicari Auction and the Mississippi uh, Cruising the Coast. Yeah, just go to cruisingthecoast.com, or you can go to Vicari, V-I-C-A-R-I.com, or, I'm sorry, VicariAuctions.com. And uh, all the information and schedules are right there. Super. All right, Pete. Well, you know, with a little luck, I might be able to just run up there because, like I said, it's not that far to drive. And uh, I'm trying to do more and more events on the eastern coast, on the eastern seaboard, because California is getting way too expensive. And uh, and I don't like flying, so I can just drive up there. I'll just drive my van, and you never know. I'm sure there's a few junkyards I can hit on the way up there, too, right? 
please come. You're, I'm telling you, you'll be surprised and you'll be coming for years. Okay. Well, I really look be forward. Be my guest. Yes. And I, I want to thank you for hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio Cars. It's great to uh, finally have you on the show. So uh, all the best to you. Thank you. You have a good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. I want to thank my special guest, Pete Vicari, Vicari Auctions, and uh, the Mississippi Cruise and the Coast. Now, I've heard about that for years and years and years, and I've always wanted to do this, and I think I might just have to do that, you know? So, uh, hey, I might, might get a couple guys to go with us. We'll cruise up there, and we'll have some fun. So, uh, hey, in the meantime, I want all my listeners... A big shout-out to my friends over there at uh, Midway Shoe. Um... I gotta say that because he always fixes. He heals my soul. <laughs> he fixes my shoes. I'm old school. I like to fix my shoes. I'm old school. At least anything with cars and parts and tools and all that other good stuff. But anyway, and a big shout out to my good friends over there at Fastlane Travel. If you want to take some European driving tours, check out FastlaneTravel.com. Don't forget to check out Cruising the Coast this weekend. I'll be up there. In the meantime, stay safe. No, no, wait a minute. Don't forget to check us out here every Tuesday between seven and eight p.m. on the Tan Talk Radio Network. <laughs> in the meantime, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. WTAM, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WDCF, Dade City. FM 102.3. Listen.